0: What would your code name be? Interesting. Oh, man. <laughs> man see, I overthink everything. I know
1: what? Universe Universe That would Universe. be your code name. That I can't my code I can't name. think of a kind one for myself because I'm like, I have literally no poker face. I would be the worst like spy in history. Which is your question. you have to answer it. I know. Distracted. <laughs> 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 no, you have to have a you have to have a cool code name. Um, I can't think of one. Help. I would be How about um sunshine.
0: let's see. Code sunshine name. I would be code named
1: Sunshine. Code name Sunshine. Code name Sunshine. That was my cat's name growing up. I love so su- oh, I would be code named Sunshine.
0: That's the best, yeah. Oh gosh. Oh, okay. God.
1: Welcome to Book Talk Etc., a podcast bound to grow your TBR. I'm Tina. And I'm Renee. And this is a conversational podcast about books and more from two Midwest mood readers who are easily distracted by new releases. And today, we're talking about audiobook award winners. If you enjoy listening,
0: we'd love for you to follow us on Apple Podcasts or subscribe on your favorite podcast app. And if you have a quick minute, please consider leaving us a review or rating on Apple Podcasts or sharing us on social media. All of this truly helps
1: other book lovers find us. Hey, everyone. Before we begin, we wanted to fill you in on a couple of exciting things that we have going on at the podcast. Our one-year anniversary of having a Patreon group is coming up on September 1st, and we are so close to a milestone number of supporters, and we wanted to ask for your help. Our goal is to be at 400 patrons by September 1st and we're about 12 away or so as of this recording. It would truly mean so much to us if you would consider supporting us in this way. And it's a great way not only to interact with us on a deeper level, but to connect with other readers. It's $5 a month and you get access to everything we have created as bonuses over this past year. And of course, in addition to anything we'll create in the future. We also have a brand new feature. And because you all know we are obsessed with audiobooks, we created an audiobook narrator guide for you. Every one of our patrons, including anyone who signs up now, will receive this guide. This guidebook is filled with information for everyone, from those who are new to audio to seasoned listeners. And we share tips, advantages of listening to books, fun facts, and of course, we list our favorite narrators and share a title we loved read by them. If you're interested, head to patreon.com slash book talk, or look for the link in our show notes. Thank you so much for your support, and we can't wait to continue doing what we love to do. Hey, Renee.
0: Hey, Tina. How are you? Good, good, good. Good job on that. Yeah, we've been working behind the scenes on the audiobook narrator guide, and mm-hmm. that was fun. We do love our audiobooks, and... We did an episode last summer yeah. on kind of beginning beginner audiobook sort of gateway, audiobook gateway. The that's audiobook what it gateway. was. And this time we really focused on award winners.
1: Was it easy for you? It was. And I think it was easy because there were so many options. So we when we said audiobook award winners, we're like, all right, what does that actually mean? And we'll get into this later on when we're in book talk. But I was curious to see are there a lot of awards? Is there one major award? What does this look like? And so we did a little bit of research and it was so fun. Of course, that was like not the best part, but a very fun part of this whole thing was figuring out, all right, which titles are we going to come up with? One I knew from the gate because I've had this on my list forever and I I didn't even know if it was an award winner, but I figured it was because it's so beloved. And the other one I found because I was going through the list, but mm-hmm. I know you had a different experience.
0: I did. This was surprisingly hard for me only because i've listened to quite a few already but i've realized my ears are picky <laughs> so that was kind of but but that's fun too okay so i will tell you um all about that in book talk i'm going to get started with my loving lately it's funny how something that i use every day i forget that it's a loving lately Mm-hmm. Um, right. Because it's just, y- a part you know of what I mean? Routine. It's part, mm-hmm. it's so part of my, my morning routine and sometimes later in the day, but I am bringing my microwavable weighted neck and shoulder wrap warmer. <laughs> now it can be used for hot or cold therapy, but I use it as hot therapy. I am someone that I guess holds stress. And tension in my shoulders and my neck. Mm -hmm. So every now and then I do go to a physical therapist, and sometimes my neck is out of place more often than I'd like it to be. So every morning when I'm making my coffee, I put my neck warmer in the microwave and then I sit with it while I drink coffee, while I look on the internet. And the key is it's big enough that it goes up my neck a little, it has a little flap that. So I get the the back of my neck and it weights across my shoulders. So I'm also getting shoulders. And you can keep microwaving it as much as you want. I do it a couple times. It's reusable. And like I said, it's weighted. So I can walk around the house (laughs) looking a little dorky, but still. I love it. I think I really swear by it to keep my muscles loose, Mm -hmm. especially because I do a lot of work on my laptop. Which
1: you do too. Oh, that's story of my life. Right. Yes, I was yeah. just testing so, my neck right now. I'm like, I'm pretty <laughs> sure my neck is sore. I can't like, I can't turn it all the way. I bet you would love it.
0: I'll link to my particular one. I, I did get it on Amazon. There's a lot of different styles, and I've actually switched my style up over the last few years. And this one is is what's working for me really well right now. So that is a
1: microwavable neck warmer. Sometimes. Our loving lately just bring it to us at the right time. Cause I've literally been having this neck issue for like the past week or so. And I'm like, oh. I can't figure out what I did, but I'm like, it's it's when I turn a certain way, it hurts a lot. So I'm I you're gonna have to send me this link in advance of the episode dropping so I can grab okay. it. This has <laughs> happened a few times where you brought a loving lately and I bought it before our episode releases because <laughs> they sound good. I love it. I know. Same. Okay, how about you? Oh my gosh, my loving lately is okay. This was Sometimes we like to try products because we know in the back of our minds, like, ooh, this could be a really good loving lately. Mm -hmm. So Jonathan and I were with our daughter Lily at the Renaissance Fair in Bristol, Wisconsin, which is like a little fun fair that we went to. When we were there, they have a bunch of little shops. And we found this artisan personal care company called... Seventh Sojourn Practical Alchemy. Okay. So it's soaps, it's lotions, it's roll on gels. Oh my gosh. It was founded by two creators who became self taught artisans who threw themselves into learning to make every kind of body care product possible. And they say their goal was to create products of the highest quality that they would go out of their way to buy. All of their products are handmade with natural base ingredients, essential oil, and fragrance oil, and including soaps, lotions, headache relief, pain relief gel, and more. And when we found them, we were walking around this fair, and there were these women handing out little chips of soap. And they saw Lily, and they're like, oh, my gosh. You know, she was in this princess dress. They're like, here, you want some soap? Lily would not stop smelling this soap. She had this little Aww. chip. She brought this little chip home. She loved this soap. She just kept... <laughs> kept smelling this soap. And so, of course, we went into the shop and fell in love with everything and have since placed a big order because they do have an online presence. Our absolute favorite scent is something they call Witch's Brew. It is by far the most fall smell I've ever smelled. It is (laughs) spicy and a little bit sweet. And they say it's a mix of cinnamon grated nutmeg, cardamom, black peppercorn, blended with pureed pumpkin, mahogany woods, whipped cream, and vanilla bean. Sounds like I would eat it. It does. (laughs) It's (laughs) unlike anything I've ever smelled, and all three of us love it. Lily will use this entire tub of, or this entire pump of lotion if we let her. And they have the same scent in other things, like bath crystals, which John bought and really loved. We also tried their eye roller balm. It's like a little roller, and you can put it in the fridge. It gets cold. Super hydrating. Oh, I am so into this company. I'm really, really excited about them. Like I said, they have a website. We will link it. And if you like supporting small business and if you like the sound of supporting something like this, check them out. Definitely think it would make good gifts. So put a pin in this for your gift guides later this year. This is Seventh Sojourn Practical Alchemy. Oh, I love it. Oh, it's so good. Did, oh. Did they have candles by they any? They don't have candles. Oh, and I'm like, okay. they have this little, oh my gosh. So they have this little on their website, like, we love to hear from you. Drop us a line. And I was like, I want candles and I want bath mm-hmm. bombs. That's what yeah. I want from them. I don't see them on their website now, but I'm like, mm, maybe if we suggest it. I'm so excited. I hope you all. Somebody checks them out because they're really, they're really good. Yeah, that sounds great. I love finding companies like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> Especially know. Especially with the soaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really nice. What do you've got? What have you got? What have you been reading lately? I know you've cycled through so many titles, I but have,
0: I have cycled around and around and around. I ended up settling on a debut, and it is All Good People Here by Ashley Flowers. <gasps> oh, tell me everything. Okay, it's a mystery debut. And she, Ashley, is the host of the Crime Junkie podcast, which is the number one true crime podcast. They're very popular. And this is her try at fiction. So I did listen to this one. The audio is narrated by Carissa Vacker, who honestly is not my favorite narrator. Same. She does a good job. There's something about the way she whispers that it just, it doesn't usually work for me. However, this book is narrated, there's two perspectives. So it's Carissa Vacker with one perspective and Brittany Presley with another. And I love Brittany Presley. Mm -hmm. So the two of them did work really well together, I guess is my point. I really did enjoy their audio narration. Now, Ashley Flowers ends up narrating a part, and I'm not gonna tell you which one. It did not work at all. And it was a very, very important part. And I don't understand the choice in that. It did not work for me. Okay. So what this story is about, this is set in Wakarusa, Indiana. It's about Margot Davies, who is a journalist, and she is returning to the small town where she grew up to help care for her uncle, Luke. Now, years ago, I believe 25 years before, Margot lived here. She was best friends with a little girl named January Jacobs, and January went missing. Six-year-old January at the time went missing one night and was then found dead in a ditch hours after her family woke up during the night and found her missing. The case was never solved, and Margot had been haunted by that. She ends up moving away at one point and then like i said comes back and is intrigued and kind of kind of becomes interested in the cold case of January Jacobs now another little girl 5 year old natalie ends up going missing one town over and the story does kind of take off from there what was interesting about this mystery it is no secret. It is very much inspired by, but almost based on, but I, I think inspired by the Jean Benet Ramsey case. And I am, I'm wondering if maybe this was a particular case that Ashley Flowers wanted to try to solve in the course of writing a book, because it kind of crossed way over from inspired into okay, well, I've heard this before. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like the details. Mm-hmm. But then it, it it wasn't exactly like it, but it did really lend itself to that particular story, to uh, lots of details being the same. I really did find this to be a fast-paced mystery. So I will give her props for that. I really thought the writing was good overall. It It does flip around quite a bit. And I guess that does make it a positive in terms of keeping the pace going. There was an abundance of suspects, which I did appreciate. I will say I definitely thought I had it figured out. I'm not entirely sure that I had everything figured out, but parts of it, yes. But she did keep me on my toes as far as flipping the plot. And I really like that. Where did I land on this? Overall, I wasn't crazy about it, and I hate to bring, you know, another mystery that I wasn't super happy with, but what I'm most frustrated with about this story is when you have a mystery, I think the readers deserve all threads to be answered, and that is not what happened in this story. I I don't know. I I will say I finished it, and I, I just wasn't happy. At all, mm-hmm. with many aspects of how the um, story transpired. So I don't know. Maybe three stars. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna land at three stars. I do think if you like mysteries, it's worth trying. But be prepared to be potentially mad at certain things. <laughs> and feel free to message me if if you do read it and um, you're gonna want to talk to somebody about it. I want to
1: talk to somebody about it. So that was All Good People Here by Ashley Flowers. Okay. No, that's good. Now, do you, I haven't heard a ton about this. I heard a lot of buzz. It just came out, right? Right. This is a new release. Okay. Because I was going to say, I don't know how it's being received. I've heard people excited about it, but I haven't heard any reviews until now.
0: Yeah. There are quite a few reviews on Goodreads. I waited until I was finished and then went and, and checked Goodreads. I do agree with, a lot of the Goodreads reviews as far as criticisms go, but there are quite a few. I think there's over, over a thousand mm-hmm. reviews already on Goodreads and it's got a high rating. It's over four point. Okay, So, you know, could be, could be me, but I don't think I'm totally alone based on, you know, but I don't know. Sometimes debut mysteries can, I, I would imagine can be hard to write. Oh yeah. You know, plot wise, like, I don't know, and but I did listen to it really quickly. So there's there's many positives about this, mm-hmm. but you know, I just I, I don't know if, and maybe my expectations were high because she's a true crime
1: podcaster, and and I'm always a little I, I don't mind inspired by it, ever. I actually kind of like when there was like an inspiration for a story, and I actually have one later that is inspired by true events. Something, and I haven't read this. Something mm-hmm. about it being that particular true crime story about that little girl makes me, I don't know, feel a little kind of strange about it. You just reminded me to to
0: make a content note as far as the fact that this story does deal with child murder mm-hmm. and there are details involved in that. Mm-hmm. So I do think that's, that is important to that's know. That's worth knowing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. mm-hmm.
1: Well good, I'm glad you brought this cuz it's a buzzy book and I've been very curious. I'm still tempted. I might try and work it in. It sounds like it could be a enticing one for fall. Okay, good. What have you been reading lately? My latest read is similar in that I think there's been differing opinions about it. Mine is You're Invited by Amanda Jatissa. I listened to this one and it was just the thing I needed. I was doing stuff around our house for we're about to move, so I was like doing things that were really tedious around the house. Everything I was picking up, I was like, no, 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 <laughs> like, nothing was working. But as soon as I put this one on, I got hooked from the beginning. And this was also my book of the month pick last month. And I grabbed it because I love this setup. What could be worse than your ex-boyfriend marrying your childhood best friend? Getting accused of her murder. I'm like, okay. I'm, that's a great setup. That's great. This is about a super fancy Sri Lankan wedding celebration that not everyone will survive. Amaya and Kavi used to be the best of friends until they had a falling out and lost touch for five years. Amaya's living in LA, running an artisanal spice shop, and really tries her best not to think of Kavi and the life she had in Sri Lanka before. Then she gets a wedding invite to Kavi's over-the-top wedding back home, and she's floored and super hurt to find out that her former best friend is marrying her ex-boyfriend. And I'm talking, these girls grew up together, their families were close, and this boyfriend was her boyfriend all throughout college. So she was floored and becomes consumed by a single thought. She must go there and stop the wedding from happening, no matter the cost. So she heads to Sri Lanka and immediately sees that things are off. It's beautiful in this lavish resort, but rumors about Amaya's past begin to swirl, and she's, she knows people are talking about her, where she's been, and she's like, okay, she's feeling like she has this target on her back. So when Kavi, the bride, goes missing and is presumed dead, all evidence points to Amaya, and things start to go from there. Everyone's like, obviously, she's done it. She's the jealous ex-best friend. What I loved about this is that you get dumped right into the action. This was a great vacation book, great for escapism, Sri Lanka and Sri Lankan culture plays a huge role in this, and I learned so much. I love that part. And we get this story from multiple points of view, because you kind of figure out what's going on and what happened, and then you have the police interviews interspersed with Amaya's story, and I love that. And we find out that there were many people who may not have wanted Kavi to have this happily ever after. And there were a ton of red herrings in this, but none of them seemed to come out from nowhere, which is a pet peeve of mine where it's like, what? how would I have ever guessed this person? There's some breadcrumbs and you can figure it out if you're paying attention. I loved the character of Amaya, not because she was likable or anything like that, but she is unreliable and she knows it. She's willing to do what she needs to do. And you know something's up with her, but you don't find out until much later. Kavi is the bride, and she has everything going for her. She's stunning, and she works as an influencer, even though it's pretty against her culture and not something her family wanted her to do. She's super interesting in her own right, and I loved puzzling out this mystery, and I was super satisfied. It is a bit of a locked room, too, which I really like because they're all at this resort for the wedding weekend, and they're held there until they figure out what happened to the bride, and you're not sure what's going on or who done it until the very end. I loved this. I will say, do the audio. The audio was so well narrated, and I definitely think that they took extra care to make sure that the accents were there and that everything was on point. I think if you turn this on, and you'll either get sucked in right away and enjoy the ride or no, hey, this is not for me. It's more of a popcorn thriller, but I really dug it. This was You're Invited by Amanda Jatissa. Okay. Is that getting mixed reviews? It is getting mixed reviews. I think. Okay. Yeah, I've seen a couple of people say, "Eh, I think I had super low expectations," and so I was super pleasantly surprised. I enjoyed it a lot. Oh, good. All
0: right. Well, before we move on to book talk, I am going to share our listener latest read for this episode. And this week's listener latest read comes from Bria Holt on Instagram. And she recently read and enjoyed The Murmur of Bees by Sofia Segovia. Bria says this is a multiple perspective, multi-generational story set during the Mexican Revolution, and she recommends this for fans of historical fiction who also enjoy magical realism. And she made a note that this is a book that she is continuing to think about. So thank you, Bria. I like the sound of this Mm -hmm. one. I have heard really good
1: things about this. Absolutely. And I love these listener latest read. It's been so fun to get recommendations. So Mm -hmm. if you're listening and think, hey, I have a recommendation for us or for our listeners, feel free to email it to us, etc at gmail.com, or just comment on Instagram on one of our posts or send us a DM. Yeah, just tell us a sentence
0: or two. It doesn't have to be much about why you Mm -hmm. liked it.
1: Yeah, that sounds really good, though. Oh, I'm excited. Let's talk audiobook award winners. I love this topic, obviously, but (laughs) I'm like Mm -hmm. really excited to get into it. Me too. So what are we talking about
0: specifically about audiobook award winners?
1: Yes. So my initial thought, I know that there are audiobook awards and I was like, what's the in and out? How do people get chosen? What's the deal?" So I did a little bit of research, and it seems like the Audi Awards is the premier awards program, at least in the U.S. And what they are known for doing is recognizing distinction in audiobooks and spoken word entertainment. And publishers and rights holders enter titles in various categories for recognition of achievement. Finalists are selected, and then one winner is awarded in each category at the Audis Gala. It sounds... So fun, and I've seen I think photos from the Audis before, but I love that the way they set this up. And I really think audiobooks are so special. Obviously, we are massive fans, and I think they can really, really enhance Mm -hmm. the reading experience. They're also they make books accessible to a wider group of people. I love audiobooks, so I'm so happy that they have this platform so that the narrators as well as authors can get recognized. Right. I wish we heard I guess more buzz about the winners <gasps> invite us next year guys oh my gosh we will so oh hype gosh. this up for you could you imagine i want to go to a gala it's in yes it's in new
0: york city too we oh. want to go there oh my gosh that'd be so fun they're doing such amazing work that they deserve more attention yes they they deserve to be recognized for bringing these stories to life i mean they're performing and truly performing these stories not everybody, but most of them.
1: And what I like about the Audis is that there are so many categories, and this is a really long list, but I wanted to make sure to mention them because I was super surprised as to how many there are. They do Audiobook of the Year, Best Audio Drama, Best Autobiography Memoir, Best Female Narrator, Best Male Narrator, Business-slash-Personal Development, Spanish Language, Faith-Based, Fantasy, Fiction, History, humor, literary fiction, classics, middle grade, mystery, narrated by the author, nonfiction, original work, romance, science fiction, short stories, thriller, suspense, YA, and young listeners. I mean, truly. Well, yeah. It's such a huge list of different categories that they Mm -hmm. have. But what I love about it, as I was going through their list trying to find, I'm like, oh, they list the winner, but then they also list the finalists. So if you like thriller, suspense, There you go. You have five listed right there that are, you know, audiobook award winning worthy. Yes. Yes. That
0: was so funny when you were just listing all those because you would think with all those choices, it would not have taken me forever to find.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You have picky ears, you said. (laughs) And that's each year because every year. uh, Yes.
0: Yes. They have a really great website where you can go back. I believe it goes all the way back to 2000. or 2001. So mm-hmm. each year you can see all the winners in each category. Yeah. So that was fun to to really look at. And I listened to some early, I listened to some samples from some early audiobooks. like, I don't know, maybe 2004, let's say. Can I tell you that audio narration quality has gotten tremendously better? Mm-hmm it doesn't in 2022 me. i mean even the last few years but you could just tell a real a real difference and i don't know i think audiobooks are really having a moment i do i think they're only going to increase mm-hmm. i hope so of, of accessibility i mean it opens up such a wide variety of
1: listening options and how to take in a story i totally agree for example the 2022 Audiobook of the Year for the Audis was Project Hail Mary by Andy Weir. And that is the way to go, in my opinion. I would not have gotten through this in print, I don't think, because it has a lot of science to it. Um, There's a lot of elements that you're not expecting. And and I can't say why this was so great on audio, because I want it to be a fun reveal for people that want to listen to it. But it will not come across the same in print, because they had this specific part that was perfect for audio.
0: Do you ever notice, this is just something, I guess, I don't know if I'd call this a tip, but I, I think it's something to pay attention to. When you're starting an audiobook and you're being introduced to the narrator, where it'll say the publisher and then it'll say that the book is either read by or sometimes it'll say performed by. And whenever oh. I hear, Do you ever notice? Start paying attention because I when I hear performed, mm-hmm. I... I am telling you, usually that has led to an amazing audiobook yes. experience. Oh my
1: gosh, that's so interesting. And I could picture it too. I can picture it. Because I think both of mine you you would say performed by. That's really cool. What a good distinction. And, and maybe it's just that they're they're
0: starting to introduce the narrator as performing. Because they are. And once you hear like, an audiobook that you love, and you just think, "Oh my gosh, that narrator was so fantastic!" And then you try to listen to someone that is just reading the story without performing. Mm-hmm. You can't. It's it's almost impossible. You're it's like, night I don't night. know. At least for me, mm-hmm. I'm I'm like, oh man, I can't listen to this. I'm gonna have to get it in print. Yeah. Did you look at the? There's another award, and it's called the Earphone awards mm-hmm. and those are put out by audiophile magazine did you look at any of those winners i
1: did i was i was looking through they have a lot listed so i i focused on Audis just cuz it was easier for me and i found it pretty quickly but i i do like that as a resource as well
0: yes the uh, so what i found for the earphone award winners those are awards given like i said by audiophile magazine And they say that the awards are given for truly exceptional titles that excel in narrative voice and style, characterizations, suitability to audio, and enhancement of the text. Now, these are a little different because Audiophile actually reviews and recommends top performances and all that, but their specific earphone award winners Actually, only go to award winners. So I will link to their website because I think it's really, really good as far as audiobook reviews and all of that. For the earphone awards, they did seem to give them out more regularly, mm-hmm. sometimes even monthly. But that's where I found my second book by trolling through their back list. And I was so happy because. I had never heard of an earphone award and I, did, I wasn't yeah. sure I wasn't sure I think I I was googling other audiobook award options
1: and so that those seem to be the two biggies yeah they do. So I say this is in addition to our audiobook narrator guide, which focuses on our favorite narrators. That's a great resource too. Cause then you're like, wow, if you really like Julia Whalen, for example, great. Mm-hmm. Let's find her and see all of the books that she narrated. Cause sometimes that could be a really good way to find titles as well. And then if you find, okay, I really like audiobooks, go to these resources and just scroll through and see if something catches your eye. Because right? you know, probably if they're award winners, they're going to be well narrated. Yes. That's what I've been doing lately mm-hmm.
0: with a lot of the books I've brought. Actually, yeah. was going through Julie Whelan's backlist and mm-hmm. seeing what else she's narrated, and that's worked really well for yeah. me. Really, I, that's a fun thing to do. And if you're stuck with, you know, I don't know, I don't know what to read next. Um, if you have listened to someone that you like, it just do just try that. What would be your biggest tip for someone? resistant to even trying an audiobook, Tina?
1: I Man, oh man. I say, what would be my biggest tip for someone who's resistant? Here's why I'm struggling because I'm never one that likes to tell people what to do. (laughs) I'm kind of a, hey, (laughs) let me get you the information. If it sounds good to you, pick it up. Awesome. I'm the biggest proponent of audiobooks. I would say if you are somebody that's finding that you want to read more, but you're like, where do I fit this in? Try Mm -hmm. audio. Because I would never read as many books as I do if I didn't have audio. And I find myself foregoing watching shows because I'm like, no, I want to read in the evening. Or I want to read while I'm, you know, painting my house or doing my Mm -hmm. dishes or whatever it is. I truly can't get through my day without having audiobooks going, at least one. Like I just finished one this morning for the show and immediately I went, I was driving to get coffee. And I'm like, what am I gonna listen to? I don't have any audiobooks going. Like it, like, you know, if I don't have one, it, it throws me. So that's who I would say. If you're finding, gosh, I wish I could read more, but can't find the time, this is your sign. Okay. That's a great tip.
0: I also <laughs> I will not go on a drive like <laughs> I will sit in my driveway Me if need too. be until I, Me too. If, if I'm between audiobooks. <laughs> and even if I just had a sample, even if I, I don't know, I need something to listen to. Yeah. Same. Because I always like to have something to look like some audiobook to look forward to. I think my biggest tip would probably be to try to find a book that you're interested in. So if you, if it, whether it's historical fiction or a mystery thriller, thrillers are really good to start with on mm-hmm. audio. And then from that genre, I would find an actor or actress Ooh. who is the narrator. Love because that. Because I really, truly think that they, are, they just bring something extra to an audiobook. And that's just a surefire way to at least see if you— like listening to a book mm-hmm. that way.
1: Mm-hmm. I think that 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 would be my best tip. Awesome. That's a really good point. For me, I began listening to nonfiction. That was, I think, some of my very first yes, foray. Yeah. Cause I would do podcasts and then I would say, okay, if I can pay attention to podcasts, I'll try a nonfiction book, specifically memoir. That worked really well for me if it's read by the author, too. Some Mm -hmm. that can be hit or miss depending on the author, but sometimes it's amazing. And that's some of like the best listening experiences, like Dave Grohl's memoir, The Storyteller. Like, Mm -hmm. if you're like, if you like music and you've never listened to an audiobook, that's your, that's the one to try because it's so good. And he's just so charming. And you, 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 you want to hear him tell a story. And then as far as speed, I mean, I think we've talked about that before. (laughs) We probably have, yeah. Renee listens at 5.0. No, I'm no. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: I don't. But you do have to listen, I think, a little faster than 1.0. Mm-hmm. I was just talking with one of my friends about this, and she didn't realize that she could bump her speed up. Mm-hmm. And I convinced her to give it a try because I do think most people read faster than what a 1.0 Yes speed yeah. would be listening to it. So I think you, if you can figure out a listening speed that aligns with your own reading speed. Yeah. Which it's just hit or miss. It's just try it and see and give your ear it, you have to give your ears a little bit of a chance to adjust yeah. to the story. And so I usually do and I'm bringing a book today actually that I had to lower the speed
1: mm-hmm.
0: because the narrator just naturally spoke faster. Right, exactly. It's very easy to adjust. Almost every app has a pretty
1: wide variety of listening speeds, wouldn't you say? Yes, and I would say, um, I agree, start faster than 1.0, try one two five. try 1.5, and just see how you like it. Give it a couple minutes to get adjusted. And then you can work your way up. I think I probably started around 1.5, and now I think 2.0 is my fastest. Not that I don't – I read faster than that with my eyes. I read very fast. But what I don't like when I get over about 2 or 2 maybe, two five is it distorts the audio to me. And it mm-hmm. sounds, I'm like, no, I love this person's voice. Now it sounds different and I don't want that. So I'd be fine listening to it slower. I think this is like a very, I know some people, I was talking to um, Amy, one of our patrons. She says she's like up to like 275 sometimes. Like, oh, wow. And she just naturally, like that's how her brain processes mm-hmm. books is like you're able to do it a lot faster. And I think that's so fascinating.
0: And it, it does, at least for me, it also depends on, the activity I might be doing, yes, and oh, if 100%. the activity I'm doing yes. requires me to pay attention, which may just be, I, I don't know, even washing dishes. Sometimes, sometimes if I'm doing housework, but I'm listening to a really complicated story, I do have to slow down yeah. because I need to be able to. My brain can has to catch up.
1: Right. You're like, the, what am I listening know? to? What am What am I right. doing?
0: Mm-hmm. But just out taking a walk, I can usually listen f- at a faster speed because there's nothing else that I'm concentrating yeah. on unless Vinny's not being a good boy and, an-
1: <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. another and dog comes by or something. And quickly, a uh, uh, shout out to my Apple Watch because that's part of the thing that I love the most about it is when I am doing stuff around the house or I'm walking or whatever and I need to pause quickly. I love being able to do that from my phone. Yes, that's or, I'm true. Sorry, from my watch. Mm-hmm. Yes, because if I don't, yep, yep. if I'm listening and don't have my watch on, I'm like, wait, I can't. I, I, the two go together for me. <laughs> yes, I agree. All right. Well, let's get into our picks. I know you have a wide variety. So do I. What is your first pick? My first pick, I, I'm so excited, actually, to
0: tell you about it. I never thought I would read it or listen to it. And it's the 2021 Audiobook of the Year, Pyrenees. My jaw dropped. <laughs>
1: I I cannot believe you picked this.
0: I can't believe I did either. I will tell you, I almost didn't because I was going through book after book after book, sample after sample after sample. And this was one that I had on my bookshelf a long time ago when it was a book of the month. And I gave it away. I ended up saying, there's no way I'm going to read this. I, I found this on the audio award as the audiobook of the year. But then I read some of the thoughts on the audio file for why it was so good. And it seemed to be that the narrator just was so fantastic. And I thought, you know what, maybe this is what I need. Because I said I wanted to try some science fiction. I said I wanted to push myself and nothing else was working. And so I gave this narrator a try. I I sampled it on Audible, and I actually really, really liked the narrator. So this was a Hugo Award nominee, uh, and the Hugo Awards are given every year for the best science fiction or fantasy. All right. This is by Susanna Clark. I think I forgot to mention that. And this is about Piranesi, and Piranesi lives in a house, but it's not in any ordinary house. Its rooms are infinite, the corridors are endless, and the walls are lined with thousands upon thousands of statues. Each one is different from all the others. Think of a labyrinth. That is what this house is. And depending on the times of day, the halls will become flooded by ocean water. The waves will thunder up staircases. Rooms can be flooded But Piranesi has figured out when all this will happen. He is safe. He understands the tides. He understands the pattern of this house he is living in. He lives to explore the house. I cannot tell you how boring that does sound. (laughs) (laughs) Even uh even though I'm I'm saying it, I am thinking... (laughs) (laughs) Who is going to want to read this? I Okay, stay with me. Stay with me. I'm here. All right. There's one other person in the house. He's a man called The Other. And he and Piranesi meet twice a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And they talk about research into a great and secret knowledge. But as Piranesi explores, evidence becomes apparent that there is another person and a terrible truth begins to unravel, revealing a world beyond the one Piranesi has always known. All right, here is my experience with this book. I had absolutely no idea what was happening. <laughs> I will say, gosh, I think I forgot to mention the narrator. And he is the, outside of the author, he's the most important person. I'm So I'm sorry, let me say, this is narrated by Chiwetel, Elegy04. He's the star. The narrator is a, an absolute su- superstar because I had no idea what was happening for the first 44 minutes. I timed it. I took a screenshot because I wanted to make sure I could tell everyone, yes, you will feel lost. And what I what I think it is, is a intricate world-building like what she's the author is doing is building the world, and you just have to stay with it and allow her to do it and allow him to be Piranesi and tell you his story mm-hmm. because i I liked it. I kept thinking, and but I am the type of person that needs to understand, and I feel uncomfortable if I don't understand. but that's okay that's okay. And I actually, as a reader, need to have more of that because came to about the 44 minute mark. I felt like a light, literally a light bulb went off and I was like, Oh, I think I know what the author is trying to do with this story. And not that I understood everything, but I, I thought I had, I thought I knew where it was going just as far as the creativity in the, and what was happening in the story. There are, There is more to this story than meets the eye. Yes, it is a fantasy. Yes, there's some science fiction, but there is also mystery to this story. And as things start to become more apparent to Piranesi, I became very worried about him. And that is is that. That is what the narrator was able to do, was bring this entire experience to life. This is a very interesting listening experience. And I actually reached a point and I, I thought, okay, I feel like I know what's happening and I couldn't wait to find out. I actually, it became kind of a uh, a very much a bingeable li- listening experience. And I couldn't wait to finish because I wanted to go to Goodreads and see if I was right mm-hmm. uh, as to what was happening. And i I went to Goodreads after. And it turns out I didn't find anyone else that was really thinking what I thought. And so I guess I was like, oh, okay. I get to have a little bit of my own inter- interpretation. Now, mind you, I didn't read every Goodreads review. Somebody else might have thought the same thing, but I really like what I took from this story. There is, like, there is answers that do become apparent, but there was something in particular, and it's going to sound very strange when I mention this. At one point in the in the story, I I got vibes of the imagination. Of Anthony Ray Hinton Mm -hmm. from The Sun Does Shine, Mm -hmm. which you would never in a million years put that book with this book, but vibes and and when you and if anyone has read The Sun Does Shine in Anthony Ray Hinton's imagination, you will understand what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I kind of put that together in my own mind, I was like, man, I really like this book. I really really like this book. Can I? I want to tell you quickly. What the judges had to say about Piranesi and the judges for the audio award for best audio book of the year were, for this particular book were Jennifer Egan, Tommy Orange, and David Sedaris. Oh. Yes. And they chose Piranesi because they said, the reading is a triumph of tone, one of the best readings of contemporary literature that I have ever listened to, Jennifer Egan said. David Sedaris said, I have recommended this to several people, including my 18-year-old son and 82-year-old mother. I think the reading perfectly complements the author's intent. The characterization is complex, and the narrator's voice is appropriately naive and full of wonder. I would totally agree with that. Tommy Orange said, when the book got darker and more thrilling— and as the mystery at the center of the novel was revealed the author moved the story along beautifully i would totally agree with that i'm so this is my biggest surprise of the year so far mm-hmm. and i i i actually loved it i'm still processing it 4 days later so wow. that was piranesi by susanna
1: clark this could i could not be more surprised i'm so glad you i'm so glad you found this I am too. Mm-hmm. I'm I want to I want to share
0: I guess my experience which while it was frustrating because I I kept messaging you and saying no book is hitting me. Oh my gosh. But don't give up. Like yeah. this was all part of the process. I get what I can see now. Me sampling like different narrations and not liking things and not nothing hitting me was part of me landing on something that I never would have thought about picking up and actually
1: then being challenged and then sticking with it and then loving it. Yeah. And you're good at sampling books. I think that's another encouragement too that I'm taking mm-hmm. away is sample and see what you think. If you like the narration, if you don't, and you can just download samples from Audible, right? If You can download, yes. And, and you Libby, don't have to buy the book from there, but if you no, can No, you sample. don't have to. And Libby also has
0: a lot of samples. I can't remember if the book has to be available for you to sample it, but either way, when you come across an audiobook on your
1: Libby app, you can choose to sample it. Perfect. Yeah, I'm going to yes. work on that. I'm going to try adding more of that to my reading life. Okay. All right. My first book is a book that t- all of you have read. <laughs> a ton of people have read it. <laughs> And the high phrase is the reason I picked it up, because I had been hearing for years, you've got to read this book. It's so good. It's so good. It's Clap When You Land by Elizabeth Acevedo, and it has 81,000 reviews on Goodreads with a 4.27 average. So I'm like, all right, y'all can't be wrong, right? This one mm-hmm. won the Best Multi-Voice Performance and Best YA Audio Awards in 2021. And why I was hesitant, this is a novel in verse. And I was like, oh, I don't know about that. I don't know how I'll find that. If you're hesitant like me, just, just try it. Disregard it. It is awesome. It is a story that brims with grief. It brims with love. It's about identity and how you process a devastating loss and how you forgive somebody who's no longer with us, and if that's even at all possible. Because what this is about, it's about two young girls who share a father, and they don't know it. They don't know the other exists, and they live in different countries. You have Camino Rios, who lives for summers when her father visits her in the Dominican Republic, because he works in the States for work, and then over the summer comes to be with her and her aunt, because her mother is no longer with us. But this time, on the day when his plane is supposed to land, Camino arrives in the airport in the Dominican Republic to see crowds of people crying. Then it flashes to New York City, and you have Yahira Rios, who is called into the principal's office, where her mother is waiting to tell her that her father, her hero, has died in a plane crash. So you don't know him at all. It opens up with this plane crash. That's the whole setup for the book. And these two girls did not know about each other. They're in different countries. They're separated by distance. They're also separated by citizenship, which, wow, did the author uncover. Once they find out about each other, the young woman who is in the Dominican Republic is very critical of her sister, who is a U.S. citizen, because she can walk through and go to any country without really thinking twice, where she has to really, really, you know, apply for visa and, you know, get approval to even visit places. So there's secrets. There is, again, this idea What would you do if you found out that the person you love the most had a secret life and you didn't find out until after they were gone? This book hooked me literally right away. I loved the characters. I felt like we really, really got to know the young women. And I did not feel it was angsty at all. You know, I struggle with young characters when they're super angsty. This was not that at all. I feel like we got to know them. And I... (laughs) This is silly, but it played into the secret hope I used to have for myself as a child. I'm an only child, and when I was growing up, I would always wonder like, "Oh my god, what would it be like if I had a secret sister?" Now I realize <laughs> as an adult what that would mean. So, you know, it, but as a kid, I, it sounded cool to me. This book was amazing. I I mean, you'll go through all the different emotions. You'll you'll kind of process what's going on as the girls do because it alternates between their different perspectives. For this one, don't miss the author's note. I didn't realize this, but the author was inspired by a true story. On November 12th, 2001, American Airlines flight 587 was a passenger flight, and it crashed en route to Santo Domingo, Dominican Republic from JFK. So this wow. really happened, and a bunch of people lost their lives, and she started thinking, what would it mean? What were they? Who are they going to see? What would it mean to the people that they left behind? This book is wonderful. It is so captivating. I'm so glad I read it. Highly recommend this was Clap when you Land by Elizabeth Acevedo. It's narrated by Elizabeth Acevedo and Melania Luisa Marte. okay, good so good. It's so good. Is that fairly short? Yes, it's very short. Um five hours thirty two minutes. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. okay. If you look at the print, it looks like a thick book, but it's because it's got a lot of margins because it's written in verse. okay. I would think that that would be a perfect way to take that story Oh, 100%. In. Uh, absolutely. This is audio is definitely the way to go. I can see why it won so many mm-hmm. awards. Okay. Yeah. You've got me curious. I want to try that one. All right. My next book
0: was my last minute edition that I binged in one day. And you've read it, Tina.
1: What is it? it oh, it, yes. It,
0: it's Notes from a Young Black Chef <gasps> by Kwame Onwache, narrated by the author. This won the Earphones Award from Audiophile in 2019 for Biography and Memoir. Now, this was yet another case of book serendipity because this was put on my radar recently from Kenzie at Kenzie Noel Reads on Instagram. I loved her review of this and I downloaded it on audio, but I was going to push it off because I had to get through audios for this episode. Then I discovered the earphone award winners and I started going through their list and came, and then there it was in 2019. So I immediately started this and I binged it in one day. It's 288 pages in print, it was less than six hours on audio. Now I've never watched Top Chef. So I didn't, I didn't know who he was. I knew he had been on Top Chef, but I didn't know anything about him. I don't know anything about cooking memoirs and things like this. So I was very happy to start this not knowing anything. I didn't Google before I started his book, and I, I really encourage you to give this a try and then Google. This is about Kwame. By the time he was 27, he had competed on Top Chef – cooked at the White House, and opened and closed one of the most talked about restaurants in America. In his memoir, he shares his remarkable story, which is really a culinary coming of age. That's such a good description. So he shares his culinary coming of age, but the road to his success had many obstacles. And this is his story of growing up with an abusive father and But also discovering his love of food and cooking, which I found so fascinating that even at age five, he was very aware of food and developing this interest in cooking. So, this is his story. He intersperses stories of childhood with his experiences later in life, which is something I really like in a memoir. You do get bits and pieces of who was he as a child and you need all of that. So don't miss that beginning. But what I really liked was how he almost gave you only gave us only what we needed. So I truly understood his family, especially his mother and the choices that she had to make because he was not an easy child. However, he was growing up with an abusive father. And I really felt for him because I have personally worked with a lot of abused children and his school. Oh, I felt for him because if what, if something would have just changed with just something that had happened for him at school. But then again, had his mom not made some of the decisions that she made because the school didn't help, then things could have, would have been very different for him. And you do get some of the background with him making a a visit back to Nigeria. And that was fascinating. He, as a person, I, uh, I don't, I feel like I'm not doing this book justice because I found him to be so inspiring the way he, he figured out not only his passion, but the fact that he was not going to give up. He did not follow all the rules. There was a point in his life that he broke the law, and I, I, f- I found that to be very complicated and co- like complex, but also I was rooting for him to find another way, and he did. But I was also riveted by how he went about doing that. He was a, a hustler of yep. ingenious, ingenious ways. And I would love to sit down and and just pick his brain for an hour. The The things that he came up with, the way he wasn't never going to give up. And I loved being along for that ride. Now, one of my very, very favorite parts of this story also was the behind-the-scenes of a restaurant of, of that he worked at in New York City. And I realized that I did not know much about fine dining. I mean, I don't even know what I thought fine dining was, but now I know. <laughs> and can I tell you, I was truly fascinated by what is what goes on behind the scenes of some of these fine dining restaurants. And he and he does talk about that. I do think there was some controversy that I ended up finding online based on what he had to say and what that restaurant ended up having to say. But I loved it. I don't want to tell you much more. I want you to read this and really go with him on his journey and see what happens because Even where this book ended, his journey has continued, and I had the very Mm -hmm. best time googling what he's doing now, what ended up true, like, I wanted more details on what ended up happening. I would have loved more, a little bit more about Top Chef, but I do appreciate that he didn't get bogged down, or he didn't bog the reader or listener down in tons of Irrelevant details. I really feel like he took what he thought was the most important parts of his story and put them in this memoir. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to love cooking. I don't love cooking at all. I have no interest in cooking, really. But I was riveted start to finish. I love reading memoirs about people whose passion is different than my own and who will do anything to. Be a success, which is very different than some of the other memoirs where people are successful, and and like I just brought Andre Agassi's open. He was successful at something he hated. Yeah. I really loved reading about Kwame's experience, like trying to get to a place of doing something that he loved and was so passionate about. I really love this book, and I spent a ridiculous amount of time. Googling when I finished the, uh, the restaurants, the pictures, I even looked, I, I'm not going to tell you, um, the restaurant in New York city because I want you to read about it and then go Google it, but you can see pictures of the food and fascinating, fascinating. I, I mean, it truly looks like you would be hungry after you got done eating.
1: <laughs> <laughs> They're like At little the, bites. Uh, fancy they are, fancy
0: it's, artist it's artistic food i mean truly artwork and and the amount of hours that obviously goes into preparing fascinating 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 that was notes from a young black chef by kwame onwache
1: i love this book this is probably my favorite chef memoir and i've read very i've read a ton and this is my favorite you're right he's singular minded he's so driven and i love that confidence. that and he's not one that, you know, oh, I, I enrolled in this program and I was the star. I don't know. Wow, that's so crazy. Like, he really, really, really yeah, hustled yeah. for this. Also, mm-hmm. the epilogue on this broke my heart.
0: Right. That was surprising. The epilogue was surprising.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I love a good, I
1: love Loved a good it. epilogue. That's a great, great. Love a good epilogue. Yeah, five stars for me, too. That one was Excellent. I'm glad you brought that cuz yeah I you told me you were reading a book I had read and I was so surprised. I'm like what could it possibly be and that is definitely award-winning worthy. I knew you
0: had read it but I have I didn't know what you
1: thought about it. Oh I it. loved it. Yeah. Um,
0: it was great.
1: I figured that you probably did but I read it in, like I, when I, it came out in 2019 but I also listened to it so I definitely agree with that that's audio. That's absolutely experience. the way
0: to go. I mean, yeah, you cannot go wrong with with this on audio.
1: All right, next for me is one that I found. It might sound familiar to listeners because this was our last week listener latest read, Real, by Kennedy Ryan. So thank you to Julie Can Read for this recommendation because I... Saw it on the list of books that won Audie's. This one won Best Romance for 2022. And I'm telling you, had it not been on our show, it wouldn't have come to my radar. So I'm so happy that she mentioned this and brought this to us. I think if you are craving a book with the intensity of the idea of you mixed with the heart of seven days in June, this will work perfectly. Oh, good. Also, this one's on Kindle Unlimited, which I did borrow, but I needed the audio. And the audio of this, I texted Renee uh, within five minutes of listening. And I said, okay, I see why this one won. The young man, or the man, I don't know if he's young, old, what, doesn't matter. His voice is like butter. His voice is so good. The man's name is Jacoby Diem. He is one of the narrators. It's also narrated by Ebony Flowers. And it features Nicole Small and a vocal performance by April Christina. Vocal performance, because there is a trumpet player in this and a singer, all of a sudden I'm listening, listening, there's a trumpet, and then someone starts oh, singing.
0: Awesome. awesome.
1: So amazing. <laughs> so amazing. And they use it so sparingly. Anyway, let me tell you about the book. Neva Saint has always wanted to be an actress. And after a pretty shocking betrayal in high school, she goes to college for their theater program and has been working in the industry ever since. She is no longer close to her family and has poured everything she has into this career, and she's not quite there yet, although she does work on Broadway as an understudy. And then one night, everything changes when the famous film director, Cannon Holt, is in the audience. Cannon is a curmudgeon. He is super picky about his work. He's enigmatic, kind of a jerk, and super hot. And it turns out he's casting for his latest movie, which is slated to bring an unknown singer in the jazz age's story to light. And he's looked at something like 70 actresses, all the big name women in Hollywood. As soon as he sees Neva, he knows she's the one he's been looking for. This is the movie that's going to change everything for her, but at what cost? I, I absolutely know. love this story. And I will say the full title of this is Real, a Forbidden Hollywood Romance. And I was like, mm, pass. That would, <laughs> it just did not do it for me. <laughs> but don't let that deter you. Don't be a snob like me. This is an immersive story that will pull you into the narrative. You have grumpy sunshine, you have this forbidden attraction, but it's forbidden in that they're colleagues. It's not like creepy. <laughs> like okay. It, like it is in some. <laughs> There's chronic illness representation. There's Black Joy. The characters. Neva and Cannon are amazing. They felt real. These people are my friends. Like, I would love— They're just so fully fleshed out, and I loved reading their story. And again, I love them so much. I want a prologue because I want to see what they're up to these days. (laughs) They're not real, (laughs) but they feel real. The development of the story is awesome. Now, there's a ton of dialogue, and what the author does so well is she gives us a lot of the plot, but it happens off the page, so we hear instead how the characters react to it. Sometimes that doesn't work, but it super worked with this one because it kept the story rolling, and it kept you focused on their relationship. I can 100% see why this one Best Romance. Again, jacoby DM was everything in the songs. There's a few songs, which, oh, it was super awesome, Also, though, there's a behind the scenes of making a movie that I love. You have the script writer, you have the costume designer, you've got the director. Lots and lots of industry talk, lots of Hollywood glamour and, you know, Broadway versus L.A. The story is messy. The story is dramatic, and I loved it so much. This ending took me quite by surprise. This book's like 400-something pages, and I was like, this is long, man. What's going on? We're here. What else is going to happen? Now I see having read the ah. whole thing, why it took so long, because there is more to this story. Now, if you are looking for steam, there's a five chilies with this one. This is a <laughs> very, very steamy book. And I personally am like, oh no, I'm like speeding through those parts on audio because I'm like, I get nervous. But like, if you <laughs> like a steamy book, this will definitely get that for you. I really love this. I am so surprised that this one took me in the way that it did. This is real by Kennedy Ryan. Oh wow, that sounds very steamy, very very steamy, but so good. But I think those comps are accurate. I really do. Okay,
0: I love that story. I just finished. I'm like, you're gonna get a lot of people grabbing this with those comps and Mm -hmm. your description. When you were describing the musical elements and all that, that's a performance, performance, right? Yeah, yes. and it's short.
1: Don't feel like it's a musical. <laughs>
0: like it, it, it's really no, but just yeah,
1: add, it's used, adding in. It's used perfectly. It's used, I think, once or twice, but definitely in this one sub. Because there's a whole other narrative. You get a little bit of the script too, which I I loved. But it's when this one character is making her stage debut singing. And so that's oh, the song cool. you get. I'm like, "Oh my goodness, I wonder if the lyrics are printed in the physical book or if it's just something you get on audio." Either way, awesome. Okay, good. Take us home. Yeah, my
0: shelf edition this week, I'm so excited about. It is Foul Lady Fortune by Chloe Gong comes out September 27th, so not too far away. What grabbed my attention with this one is the fact that it's about two spies. <laughs> and <laughs> that was just got my attention, but the synopsis sounds so good. It's set in 1931 in Shanghai. And you have Rosalind Lang, and she is brought back from the brink of death by a strange experiment. However, that particular experiment that saved her also stopped her from sleeping and aging. Mm. And this allows her to heal from any wound. So basically, Rosalind can't die. So she is desperate for redemption for her treacherous past, which I really want to know what that involves, and decides to use her abilities as an assassin for her country. Her code name is Fortune. Cut to you have a Japanese imperial army that begins its invasion march. So Rosalind's mission pivots and a series of murders starts to occur that is causing unrest in Shanghai and the Japanese are under suspicion. So Rosalind's new orders are to infiltrate the foreign society and identify the culprits behind the terror plot before more people are killed. And in order to reduce suspicion, she has to pose as the wife of another nationalist spy named Orion. And although Rosalind finds Orion's attitude to be cavalier, and he has a playboy demeanor, which she finds infuriating, she is willing to work for him for the greater good. But Orion has an agenda of his own, and Rosalind has secrets that she wants to keep buried. So as they both attempt to unravel the conspiracy, these two spies soon find that there are deeper and more horrifying layers to this mystery than they imagined. I love the sound of this. And it's book one of a new duology by
1: the author. So that is Foul Lady Fortune by Chloe Gong. Heck yeah, that sounds awesome. Mm -hmm. It's so funny. I picked one that... (laughs) That worked for me. I, I read a couple. You heard Spy and were like, yeah, that's the one for me. I saw "Heists across the West, and I was like, oh, I, I need to know oh, more about okay. this. okay. My shelf edition is Heresy by Melissa Lenhart. This one multi-voiced performance, and that's actually how I found this. I was looking through the Audis, and there's a bunch of narrators for this. There's like seven narrators on this book, and it's about Margaret Parker and Hattie LaCour, and they never intended to turn outlaw. After being run off their ranch by a greedy cattleman, their family is left destitute. As women alone, they have few choices—marriage, prostitution, or holding a gun. And for Margaret and Hattie, the choice is simple. With their small makeshift family, the gang pulls off a series of heists across the West. Though the newspapers refuse to give the female gang credit, their exploits don't go unnoticed. Pinkertons are on their trail, a rival male gang is determined to destroy them, and secrets among the group threaten to tear them apart. Now, Margaret and Hattie must find a way to protect their family, finish one last job, and avoid the hangman's noose. Come on. Doesn't that sound great?
0: That sounds good. I'm
1: excited. And I love that time period. Oddly, I, I think when I read the book Booth, by Karen Joy Fowler. That's kind of what got me interested in that particular time period. So that one is Heresy by Melissa Lenhart. Wow, those are different. I love Very that we are two totally Very different. That's it for today. We thank you for spending a part of your day with us. Links to all the books mentioned can be found in the show notes. And if you enjoyed today's episode, you can help us by following us wherever you listen and by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps us get our show out to new listeners and grows our audience. And don't forget, if you would like access to exclusive bonus content, and if you want to help us achieve our goal, you can join us for $5 a month on patreon.com slash booktalketc. Feedback and questions about the show can be sent to
0: etc. at gmail.com. You can also connect with us both at etc. on Instagram, Tina at tbretc and me, Renee, at itsbooktalk. Talk to you next week. In the
1: meantime, remember, everything's better with
0: books. I found it really truly fascinating to pull up the menu for this particular restaurant. The wine menu had a table of contents, a table of contents. The price of some of the wine, a half bottle of wine, I'm not lying, was $1500 on some of them. Oh, that a hurt half? My mouth.